Well, praise the Lord and welcome to our Monday morning and Thursday morning at 8.30 a.m. Central Time Romans Bible Study where we are being blessed. We are literally experiencing the increase of knowledge and grace of our Lord Jesus Christ in these last days. The Lord spoke through the prophet Daniel and said in the last days there would be an increase of knowledge. And I know we like to look at the computers and the cars and, and all the things that's going on secularly. But we need to look at what God is increasing in the church today for those who have ears to hear. And I'm excited about that. This is going to be part 16 of Romans chapter 7. And so grab your Bibles, pencils, paper, whatever you need to, to follow along and study the Word of God today. We are so blessed to be able to uh, be here sharing the Word of God with you. All these sessions, each chapter, verse by verse, are uploaded after the live broadcast to the YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316. I encourage you to go there, as well as the website, thecrosswaychurch.com. You can find all the teachings, all the sermons, everything going on uh, there. Uh, not only from Crossway Church here in Queen City, Texas, but just as the meetings we had all weekend long in Wichita Falls, Texas at, at our other Crossway Church that is being planted and raised up there since last November. We had wonderful meetings beginning Thursday night with Junior Pastor Andrew Hutchinson ministering and then Pastor Clint Bass and his wife Lindsay ministered and then Pastor Tommy Wiedelman, Wiedelman ministered, and then I closed shop yesterday. The Peace family uh, did our praise and worship all weekend, and uh, there was music. Uh, we ministered in the Rolling Gables nursing home. It was uh, on Friday afternoon, or actually Friday morning. It was wonderful. And uh, the, the even better news is that we secured a building and we're taking care of those things uh, this week and very, very cheap price, which shows the favor of the Lord upon us, giving us a building 2,200 square feet and uh, for uh, just a pri unbelievable price, monthly price. So pray for us and help us financially. Help us. I know God will stir your heart to see a city of 104,000 people have a cross preaching, which is the gospel church there, the message of the cross. A preacher, we need a preacher, we need a pastor there, and I know there are probably people praying about that right now, and I thank you and I ask for your help prayerfully and financially. It's as easy to give as pulling your cell phone out and dialing 903-231-5950, or you can give on the website at thecrosswaychurch.com. And thank you for all of those of you who do help us. And we just praise God. Romans chapter 7, this is part 16 here on the uh, 15th day of July 2019. And we're going to get into this. This is nearing the end of the chapter, uh, the last eight, 8 to 10 verses. Lord, it'll take us a month to get through that or longer. Uh, but we see here... Let's look, let's just start in verse 15 and roll into where we're going today so that we don't just take one verse. And for those of you who are new, who, who does, you don't know where we've been. So I, again, I encourage you, go back, go find the YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316, 
find the Romans teaching. Uh, and, and I tell you what, if you'll start at the beginning and study this, this book of Romans, God will change your life. He will change your life forever. And He will reveal to you the most important thing for you as a child of God. And that is how to live in victory as a Christian. That's what we need to know, and that's what's being taught. Verse 15, the Apostle Paul says, For that which I do, I allow not. And that word allow means I don't understand. I understand not. And let me say something here. Make sure you go and check these things out. Don't ever just believe what a preacher says. You go and you check things out. Now, you're not going to find many preachers that tell you to do that. They just typically want you to believe whatever they say. They love you. They wouldn't lead you wrong. But let me remind you, if I'm being led wrong, down a wrong path, and you're following me, you're going to be led wrong down a wrong path. Go check these things out for yourself. The, 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 the materials are there. The, the opportunities are endless today technology and all the things that are out there so that you can understand the Word of God better, it won't be changing the, listen, it will never change the meaning of what it actually says here, but we just sometimes don't understand what this Elizabethan English, which the King James word for word translation was written as. It always means what it says, but in that day it meant something else. Like certain words today in our society that used to mean one thing, now they mean another. So that's the way it is. So go check it out for yourself. For that which I do, I understand not. I don't understand why I'm doing this, Paul said. Have you ever been there? Why do I keep doing this? I don't understand why this is happening to me. Why am I doing this? He says, For that which I do, I understand not for what I would. That do I not. That what I want to do, I can't do it. I keep wanting to do right, but I can't do it. And I don't want to do wrong, but I keep doing it. What in the world's going on here? Paul says, but what I hate, that I'm found doing it. I'm, I hate this life. I hate these things in my life. Are you there? Have you been there? I know I need to do this, but. I know I don't need to do this, but. Can I tell you that that is really the testimony of almost all Christianity and has always been? I know I should have, but. I know I shouldn't have, but, but God's grace, no, God's grace is not floating around covering our inadequacies, shortcomings, failure to obey Him. It doesn't, listen, God's grace is God doing something, giving you, making His strength perfect in your weakness so that you can live according to the Word of God. Think about that. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That's good news. You need to know that. It'll eliminate you from making excuses for why you know you need to, but you know you shouldn't be, but it'll eliminate you and it'll cause you to cry out to God, Lord, I need your grace. What's that mean? I need you to show me. I need you to strengthen me. I need you to do in me and through me what needs to be done. Watch this now. Verse 16. If then I do that which I don't want to do, I can sin unto the law that it's good. Now what's that mean? 
That means if I keep doing that that I don't want to do, I'm agreeing that the law is doing what it's supposed to be doing. The law commands. Those are commandments, the Ten Commandments and the other rites, rituals, and ceremonies that the Lord gave Israel. But listen, when I attempt to obey the law, the, I'm also shown through my flesh that I can't keep the law. Think about that. Turn over to Romans chapter 8, verse 3, for what the law could not do. The law cannot do what needs to be done in that it was weak through the flesh. Look, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemned sin in the flesh. See, the answer is Christ and what God did in him at the cross. The answer is Christ. The answer is not you obeying commandments for salvation or if you're already saved, the answer is not you obeying the word, trying to obey the laws of God and all his word. Is, is his law, is his judgments. It, but our, the law is good and that it does what it's supposed to. It, it reveals to me through my flesh that I can't do it. And if I think I can, then the sin nature is still dominating me and what it does is deceive me and slays me. And like Paul said, go back to Romans chapter 7, Look at verse 9. Paul said, For I was alive without the law once. That means he was born again. But when the commandment came, when he turned back to law, the sin nature revived and I died. Don't ever listen to a preacher or anybody that tells you you don't have a sin nature. You have a sin nature. There is a devil. He was defeated at Calvary. His works were destroyed. The power of death was stripped away from him. Hebrews 2.14, through the death of Jesus. The sin nature, through your faith in the death of Jesus, was made dormant. But if you turn back to the commandment, and that's any commandment, to try to live in victory, to try to get victory based on you doing something instead of your simple faith in Christ doing, Christ working, the work finishing, the work for you at Calvary, the sin nature revives, and Paul said, I die. That means we step into a place that Paul told the Galatian church that you're no longer being profited or affected by Christ. You've fallen from grace. Now there's where 90% or higher of the church is today and while they're in that place, they're deceived and they think grace is just covering them. They don't even know that they've fallen from grace which is God working, God doing in them and through them that which needs to be done. Most of the church thinks God's grace is, God, is something just floating around covering us till we get there and that we can live any old way we, we want to or even if we don't want to, that it covers everything. No, God's grace is God doing something in you and through you. Remember the Bible says in Hebrews 2 and 9 that Jesus, by the grace of God, that means what God was doing in him, through him, Jesus, by the grace of God, tasted death for all men. Think about that. So the avenue, only avenue of God's grace is through our faith in Christ and what God was doing in Christ at Calvary. 
There's not a whole new boatload of opportunity now in different avenues through which grace comes. Galatians 2 and 21 says righteousness doesn't come by the law. It only comes through grace and that through the death of Jesus. It says all that in one verse, Galatians 2 and 21. Think about that. Think about that. That's very important that you know that. So we get back down here, and in verse 16, Paul said, If then I'm doing that which I don't want to do, I'm consenting unto the law that it's good, that it's doing what it's supposed to be doing. The law's working. And, and it, the law, through my flesh is revealing I can't obey it. I, I, I can't stop doing what I don't want to do. And I can't do what I, what I know I need to be doing. That's the under law experience. If that's you, my friend, if that's the lifestyle, it's because you're trusting in yourself. You're doing or you're not doing or someone else. You're trusting in anything other than the work of Christ at Calvary. Then you're, gonna, you're not going to find the power to stop doing what you don't want to do or to start doing what you know you need to be doing. You're never going to find the power. You'll never find the power. The power is in the preaching of the cross. That's what God's Word says. And why is the power, why is the, the power of God in the preaching of the cross, 1 Corinthians 1.18, to us who believe? Because it's the only avenue through which God the Holy Spirit works in our lives. Think about that. Galatians chapter 1 verse 6. Write it down. Galatians chapter 5 verses 1 through 4. And listen, the church in Sardis was even told by Jesus through John that you have a name and a reputation that you're alive but you're dead. What's that mean? Same thing it means when Paul says, listen, when I turned back and started trusting in anything other than Christ and what he did at Calvary, those are commandments I'm trying to trust in and walk in that I can't. Listen, my faith has to be in Christ and His finished work. And only then can the Holy Spirit reveal the truth to me and empower me to walk in that truth. Everything else is psychology. Everything else is just religion of men. And you'll never, ever find the power to get out of what's controlling you, what's keeping you from doing what's right, and, and, and give you the power to stop doing, deliver you from doing what's wrong. You'll never find it. You'll have to fake it. You'll have to get together in church groups with people and them, all of them, just like you, will simply be faking it. I, listen, we're going to learn here that I, I'm going to say something that's very powerful. You, maybe you need to write it down and think about it. You and I, as a child of God, are either in a place today that we are dead to the sin nature through faith and the cross of Christ alone, or we are dead again unto God where we cannot bear fruit. I want to be dead unto that which dominates, deceives, and kills me and keeps me from bearing the fruits of God's righteousness rather than being dead in the eyes of God and cannot bear fruit. And, and you need to hear that. You need to listen to these teachings. We've been lied to. We've been deceived not only by our own stinking flesh and the sin nature that's dominated us most of our Christian life because we've not known these teachings and by preachers who don't know these teachings and if they don't know it, they can't give it. And if they can't give it, you can't have it. And if you can't have it, then you can't live it. 
because it's not mystical and magical and we just happen chance to fall into it. No, these are things Paul had to learn. These are things that you and I have had to learn and we'll never stop learning how to fight the good fight of faith so that we can keep living in the victory of Christ. It doesn't just happen, praise God. So uh, watch this now. Verse 16 says, If then I do that which I don't want to do, I consent to the law that it is good. It's doing what it's supposed to do. It's telling me the way things ought to be. And through my flesh that can't keep it, I'm seeing that I need a Savior. I need some power. I need some strength. See, that's what the law does. Galatians 3, 23 and 24. The law kept us shut up unto the faith, until the faith came. And that's talking about the faith of Jesus. Hallelujah. And the Bible says there in Galatians chapter 3 that the law was our schoolmaster. That which taught us, pointed us to a Savior that would justify us by faith, not by trying to obey the law because we can't do it. We can't do it after we're saved. And preachers that tell you you can now because you're saved, God did his part, now you got to do yours. No, listen, our only portion in part is to keep our faith in Christ and his sacrificial work at Calvary. It is the power of God. And when we do and we leave psychology, we leave these three things I've been told I had to do, we leave these churches and quit sitting under and giving money to these men who don't know that they can't help us. Oh, they cry with us. They, they're hospitable toward us, but they can't help us spiritually. We've got to go. We've got to go. Hallelujah. And thank God many are today leaving those dried up dead places where there's no victory. Victory is shouted, but it's not experienced. Victory is sang about, but it's not preached and taught and experienced. Victory is talked about, oh, but it's not experienced because it can only be experienced through faith in what Jesus did, not what you try to do. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm so glad I know that. I'm so glad I'll be able to spend the remaining years of my life here in true ministry, in truth, showing forth the righteousness of God. Proverbs 12, 17. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He that speaks truth shows forth righteousness. And if righteousness is not being seen, and that means the righteousness that Christ afforded us at Calvary to make us righteous, servants of righteousness, to be able to bear the fruits of His righteousness. Hallelujah. Because the robe of righteousness you've been covered with, it's His righteousness. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, you ought to be shouting this morning. I'm not having to work for something. (laughs) There are many works and I'm working. I'm working right now. Hallelujah. But it's because of the victory I have, the everlasting and abundant life I already have, the freedom and liberty I already have. Hallelujah. A place being prepared for me I already have. I'm not climbing up a ladder. I'm just... abiding in Christ. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So watch this in verse 17 now. Y'all don't hold me up too long here. (laughs) Verse 17. Now then it is no more I that do it but sin that dwells in me. Now here's uh, something that men that don't know the truth of Calvary 
whole denominations will be made upon this verse that it's really not them committing the sin but that sin that dwells in them. And here again is that word sin used as a noun, hamartia, not the verb, not me committing an act of sin, but the noun, that sin nature, that old man. Listen, now then it is no more I that do it, but the sin nature that dwells in me. Because I've turned to the commandment. I've, uh, uh, something like uh, the promise keepers came along and I thought if I would just do those things they told me to do when I went to the promise keepers meeting that I could find victory over this. Or I finally found the answer. I got in the accountability program. And when, I, when I'm struggling and about to feel like I'm being tempted and about to commit a sin, I'll call my buddy, my brother, and he'll talk, me, he'll talk to me for a while. And that fellowship, I can depend on on him and really my faith and trust is in that call to him and our conversations. Listen, if that conversation is not about Christ and what he did at Calvary as your only answer for victory, then your faith is just in that buddy, your brother, and the call you made to him. Listen, oh, I'll just put my faith... Uh, listen, if I'll go out on this Emmaus walk and, and I, or I'll get in these new things, what's it called, the showers, I'll, these prayer shower rooms and, and I'll come out delivered or I'll write all my sins down on paper and I'll and I'll and when it hits the ground I'll stomp on it. That's going on in the church, my friend, because the people of God are looking for a way out of that sin nature that's dominating them. They don't know anything about it. Preachers are telling their people they don't have a sin nature. Oh, do you ever have a sin nature? Oh, do you and let me tell you something this morning. If you would come to the understanding of this teaching of Romans 6, 7, and 8, you would understand you have a sin nature. That thing was unplugged. You became dead to it when your faith was in Christ and what he did at Calvary. But when you move your faith from what Christ did at Calvary to anything you're doing, anything other than that one object God has given to man and one object alone has he given to us to put our faith in. And that's his son and his son's work at Calvary. And when you move your faith from there, believe me, the commandment has come. The sin nature has revived and you have died. That means you can no longer bear fruit. Now listen to me. This will sound horrendous and it will break the heart of the Christian who knows this truth. 99.9% .9 of every true believer is living right now dominated by the sin nature. That means they're in deception because that's what the sin nature does when it dominates. First thing it does, it tells you this works, it's right, now you found the way. That's deception. Whatever that is other than the cross of Christ. You know, years ago there was this tithe up thing. Oh, a tithe, you got to have a covering. That's still big in, 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 the, in the apostate church today. Those that were the sin natures dominating them, they have to have a covering. Listen, the blood of Jesus was enough to cover you eternally. Hallelujah. You don't have to have a covering. And they use scripture such as Paul covered Timothy, Elijah covered Elisha. That's all out of context. That's all for the love of money and pride is the root of all of that. And you need to understand that. The only covering you need is that of the blood of Jesus. And when men try to get real spiritual and, and use scriptures to point you away from Christ and what he did alone, 
and move you into a place now where you're trusting in the money you give. You're tr- and you should give tithes and offerings. But when your faith goes into that and any of the other good things that we're called to do, the sin nature revives, dominates you, deceives you, and slays you. That's what the Bible says. So watch this, verse 17. Now then it is no more I that do it, but the sin nature that dwells in me. Notice, that doesn't mean that it ain't you because it is you because the sin nature dwells in you. This actually means that you can't blame other folk. It's not your ex-husband, ex-wife's fault. It's not your mom and daddy's fault you're the way you are. Yeah, they might have done terrible things to you and had an effect on you, but no, God says this. When you come to him through faith in Christ and the sacrifice, you're made a brand new creature in him and all things have passed away. And, And the folks that don't know this truth, this truth about the sin nature, about it being dormant through your faith in the cross of Christ alone. They don't know that. They, this, this is the avenue that the sin nature, the sin nature doesn't just dominate and take you back into Jack Daniels or drugs or, or adultery or fornication. Listen, the sin nature will take you into that which deceives you. That you can be told by preachers now you have these problems because you're under a curse. And we can, we can deliver you. We can lay hands on you and deliver you from that curse. It's all a lie. It's all a lie. And they'll say you're that way because you're daddy, your mom. Listen, if you are a child of God, the Bible says that you are an entirely, completely <coughs> new creation. <coughs> Excuse me. And that all things passed away and all things have become new. You are not a product of your past. If you're a Christian, you're a product of Christ and his work at Calvary. And somebody said, praise God, hallelujah. Listen, you might have been affected horribly through parents that weren't Christian or horribly through something that happened to you by someone else when you were young or things you put your own self through. But if you'll look back to Calvary, you'll see there that Jesus loved you so much he laid his life down. And he was so identifying with you that in God's eyes, your faith in Christ and his death there, God sees you as being crucified with Christ, buried with Christ, and raised up to newness of life in him. You need to know that. You need to be hearing these things taught. You can't listen to this on on, on YouTube or Facebook and then run back to that church that's not preaching it. You need to let that go. Stop sowing money into that which is dead. And if it's not preaching the cross, believing the cross for all things in the eyes of Christ, it is dead. Don't keep trying to sit there and ride a dead horse. It don't matter how long you kick that dead horse, he ain't getting up. And that preacher that's heard this message and thrown it aside and he's refused to preach it, that's your voice from God telling you, move it on out because you and I have words in in the Bible that tell us those that only have a form 
but are denying the power to turn away from such. It doesn't say get a Sunday school room in the back and you teach it there. No, you're still under and in that ministry. You're supporting that ministry. And Jesus says it's dead. If its faith isn't in the cross alone, if it's not ministering the message of the cross, it's dead. Dead. That's horrible, but it's the way it is. Because the only fruit-bearing place is when God the Holy Spirit is able to work in you and bear the fruits of Christ's righteousness. Never forget this. You can't separate the fruit of the Holy Spirit from the fruits of righteousness. They're the same thing. But the truth is the only thing that allows that to be seen. Proverbs 12, 17. He that speaks forth truth, who is Christ, and what he did at Calvary, because Jesus said when you know the truth, the truth will make you free from sin, from the sin nature. So he that speaks the truth shows forth that righteousness, listen, through which this faith comes. Peter said that our faith we have comes through the righteousness of God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Even the faith we have to, to experience the freedom and liberty and all the provision and power of God every day. Think about that. We're not called to go get a room back there. We're called to turn away from those who are dead and refusing this message. It is the message. It is the only message. Praise God. So watch this. Paul says, Now then, it is no more I that do it, but the sin nature that's dwelling in me. The sin nature dwelling in us, ruling over us. He said, I don't want to do it, but the sin nature's dominating. I can't stop it unless I put my faith back in that which destroyed him. And the word destroyed doesn't mean annihilated and totally it's gone. The devil was destroyed. His works were destroyed at Calvary. Devil still exists. People say he doesn't. It's liar. Don't know what the Bible says. The sin nature was made dormant, put away, still exists. So you can't say it's not you. You can't say it's not you because the sin nature is in you. But it can remain dormant if your faith is in what made it dormant. But if you think you can do something to keep it dormant, or if you think it doesn't exist, you're being dominated right now by it. You're deceived and you are dead. That means you can't bear fruit in the eyes of God. You may have an outer, outward aggressive show with tears and hands lifted and you may have the whole community thinking you're the most spiritual person in the county. But Jesus sees that which is alive and that which is dead. That which is alive is trusting only in his work at Calvary. That which is dead is trusting in anything else. I hope you would join us every Monday morning and Thursday morning right here in my office for this Romans Bible study. And if you've missed any sessions, go back to the YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316, and avail yourself to these teachings. I promise you, you will be blessed. The Holy Spirit will do a mighty thing in your life through your faith in Christ and Him crucified.
guaranteed without a doubt. It's not, this, this truth is not like a slot machine. I tried it, it didn't work for me. Nobody's ever tried truth that it didn't set them free. Hallelujah. Because the truth, if believed, that means known, will make you free. If it doesn't, Jesus is a liar and he can't lie. He's God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I do pray that God would stir your heart to pray for us here, the work we're doing here, and that he would stir your heart to give, to sow into this ministry that is all about the gospel, determined to know absolutely nothing but the gospel, Jesus Christ and him crucified, for it still is today the power of God to all of us who believe, although it's foolishness, to all those who are perishing. That means they're dead and they can't bear fruit. God bless you. I love you. Pray for us. Help us. I'll see you Thursday morning at 8.30 a.m. Central Time. And until then, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. See you then.